<laughs> both good guys. <laughs> um, yeah, it's your boy Randy. It's AJ. What's up? Um, welcome back to Wavelength. We have some good topics to talk about today. So let's get into this shit. Starting off like really light. We're going like clown soldier boy for a bit. <laughs> um, he got arrested again for gun charges. Had am they found ammunition and guns at his crib. And this isn't the first time. Um. He's been through this, like, he's been arrested for guns in a while, so, like, niggas just walling. He keeps, like, talking shit. He was, like, clowning academics. Well, not even clowning, just, like, yelling at his fans and academics for, like, always, like, posting about, like, when he's, like, having drama. But, like, never when he, about his, like, car or, like, him getting a new bag or some materialistic shit like that. And it's just fucking dumb. Like, shoulder, no one really cares. You didn't have the big comeback of last year. Right. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, no, I think that's funny. I think uh, Soldier Boy is one of those people that, like, that creates drama to stay relevant, which is the only reason why he is claiming he has a comeback, because he has been irrelevant for so long. Definitely. And, and people are finally starting remembering his name, like, oh, Soldier Boy? Like, the only reason I remember from this year, from that one interview he did, was with the Breakfast Club, where it's just like, Drake? <laughs> Drake? The nigga that got by by Pusha T? Like... <laughs> Like, using that hyphen voice. I mean, it was funny. It was funny, but, like, make good music and then you can say you had to come back. But, right. like, until then, uh, shut your mouth. <laughs> right. And, I, like, even, I was actually, I even actually watched part of that video not too long ago when he was uh, defending his whole entire, like, uh, little Nintendo console that had, like, those Nintendo <laughs> games. He was like, yeah, it has, like, 400 Nintendo games already on the console. It was oh, like, my God. But like, how? <laughs> like, he, tr he literally publicized selling a freaking M Nintendo emulator, like, that's overpriced. Like, mm. you can get the same model on, like, Alibaba for, like, $80, and he was, like, upcharging people for, like, the soldier boy, like, Big Draco, you're not, no, like, entrepreneur like that. Right. I appreciate the hustle. I, don't appreciate get me wrong, I appreciate the hustle, but don't <laughs> say you're revolutionizing game, like, revol- <laughs> like he, like, he, like he, he just like thinks he's things right. Like it always, oh, that's hilarious. So so good. Um, gives me a nice Tiger had the biggest comeback of twenty eighteen. Shout out Tiger. <laughs> Even though you lost your going, shout out Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> um, jokes, jokes. Coachella is currently happening. We're recording on Sunday, so like, this is the last day of Coachella right now. I'm mm -hmm. honestly not sure. I think it is. But um, Gambino was there. Um. <laughs> He debuted some new music while he was at Coachella, and also like recently, like debuted a film he did where he co-starred with Rihanna called Guava Island. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my Amazon queue now, I guess. Definitely be watching um, it soon. He also like dedicated his performance to Mac Miller and Nipsey Hussle. That's a lot of artists in that day. Yeah, R.P. R.P. <sighs> Nipsey, um. What was that bitch name? Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram, uh, Fox News. I think she has her own show on there as well, called The Ingram Table or something like that. Um. Yeah, she was like, you know, sorry, bear to me, but she oh, was like, yeah. Uh, Laura Ingram was recently, like during, well, not even recently, during Nipsey's funeral, um, was you know, covering that her segment or whatnot, not, and she was using YG song "Fuck Donald Trump." Uh, claimed that it was dropped recently by Nipsey Hussle three years ago, and that 
that's I don't know something she said that was the uh, cause of employment or something like that like lo- low well, employment like you're saying fuck Donald Trump well we have the laws like employing for African Americans right now I'm just like right still you know, like half the nation is still in like that fuck Donald Trump vibe though right and I think so, like I mean I think that Laura Ingram it was just ignorant in all ways because she used YG song. And she could even respect the person enough to, like, not say something or joke about something during his funeral. Yeah, it's just, um, like, really deceitful and disrespectful. Right, and you're also distorting the actual truth of the situation. Which Fox it, News is known to do all right, the time. Um, and you guys are not reliable. So, fuck you, Fox and Laura. Fake news. Like, disrespecting the man's legacy like that. He just had a square named after him in L.A. So, like... RP Nancy, but like fuck you, Fox News and Laura Ingram. <laughs> and also while on that, um, for those of you who don't know, or most people know that Nipsey was at the store to buy clothes for his friend that had just gotten released from prison that day. Um, his name, that person's name was Carrie Lathan. Uh, Carrie Lathan was recently arrested. Well, not he was arrested the same day, I believe, after he had gotten shot with Nipsey. Um, and because of he was on parole, his aff- affiliation with um, Nipsey is what got him arrested. So he got released, lost his friend, got shot, and went back to jail all in one day. Um, and I think that is a very big problem, very systematic, in the sense that like it was, I don't know. It just seems it's very disheartening, especially since that was the reason why he was at that store and like all of that just washed away pretty much i mean granted we still have his legacy but the actual reason for him being there has just gone out you know um and i think that's a very systematic problem that a lot of people have to deal with and isn't being addressed and i think that's a problem with pearl and going back to like um the yg song laura was talking about like i saw yg was posting it was just like it's really sad i lost my friend and like we still like apparently they have like a project they were working on together Mm -hmm. and like I'm always iffy about, like, hearing new music from an artist that's, like, past. But, like... I am too, actually. I'm very conflicted, because, like, when the label's in charge of it, they tend not to do a very good job. Like, look at um, the project release, like, Skins by XSS Tentacion last year. Mm -hmm. That project was just, like... It was just, like, unfinished and garbage, really. There was, like, a few songs that, like, kind of, like, slapped because he sounded good, but, like, as a full project, it wasn't very good, and, like, Deuce Records standalone as individual songs weren't also very good. But, like, when it's in charge of someone who actually, like, cares about, like, the legacy of the past artists, like, for instance, like, Little Peep, his mom was in charge of, like, the album that came out for him last year. Mm-hmm. And that came out really well. So, yeah. like, hopefully, like, YG, like, may release it one day, maybe, I'm not sure, but... I'm hopeful that it won't be garbage since, like, half of, well, the clique that was making this project is gone, the other half is still alive, so hopefully, respect is... No, I I believe it will be simply because of that respect. Like, they do have a high respect for Nipsey and his legacy. He has, he owns all the royalties, that money is going to his family, and I believe with the controls of, um, of, like, and the actual people, um... They're gonna make sure that it's a quality that it needs, like it deserves to be. They're not gonna sell anybody short because I feel like that's disrespectful to his legacy. That's disrespectful to us as you know the Fans. audience. Like it's just, and I don't think anybody, especially in, at his level with the his whole ownership mentality, like that would be 
very... That'll just be a bad move right. on YG's part, whoever, like, is in charge of executive producing that project. Right. But I, I believe they will do him justice. Next up, Kodak Black and T.I. More um, Instagram, mm-hmm. social media drama. I need to talk louder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... Um, yeah, no. Uh, T.I. had a snippet on his Instagram saying... Just saying a whole bunch of shit. Uh, but it's saying, I'm conditioned to see the vision. You don't care if you're 81 or 22. All that back and forth and they get into... I said what I said and I meant it too. Nigga took it too far. Better slow down. Your beliefs become your thoughts. Your yeah, your beliefs become your thoughts. Then your thoughts become your word. Um, yeah, that was like a, his verses from a unreleased song where <laughs> where we believe it's aimed at. Well, obviously it's aimed at Kodak because he's been really disrespectful on Instagram Live recently. Like someone needs to take the, his fucking phone away from him. Right. I, I think that's a. I think this is. A, I, we were talking about this last week briefly. Um. And I said that, like, this is a very teachable moment. And while, while his delivery in the sense of, like, how he's teaching him, maybe through a diss song, if you want to call it a diss song, because it may not necessarily be a diss song either, um, I think is at least enlightening because it, he is this old man. When well, I, T.I. ain't that old. Not but, old like, he, he's, he's an old head. Right, like, he's, and he's spitting his wisdom to the younger, um, younger generation um, yeah i feel like that's something that needs to happen a bit more in hip-hop like um i feel like um people who's been in the game longer need <clears throat> fuck need to i just lost my train of thought i just lost my fucking they, they, train of thought need, like need to support the yeah new support and like educate them like take them under their wings and like show them the rules so you can get caught up and all this like bullshit right and like i feel like the situation with ti and kodak have been handled better i feel like T.I. probably shouldn't have one Instagram live to, like, reply. I feel like he should have, like, picked up the phone and called and had a one-to-one and not make it public. Mm Because once it's public, Kodak and his ego is going to be like, oh, I'm going to, like, shoot back, like, shut the fuck up. You're an old head and shit like that. Right. And, like, I think... And I think it's just also... All of that back and forth is also damaging to us as a community because whether we want to or not, they are leaders because they have the platform that they do in our society. Yeah. And so to see them have that back and forth really just also just organizes everybody else because now everybody else is like trying to get into these nitpick arguments over like respect and ignorance and all this dumb shit. It doesn't really matter if you could just like confront the situation head on, like had that phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I know it's like a lot. It was really easy just to take things to like Instagram or Twitter to like rant or like vent about shit. Mm -hmm. But like, you guys need to have like some forward eyes and like have some perspective of like the other side you're talking about. Especially if like you're trying like in his case like trying to educate them or like tell them, hey, what you're doing right now is like kind of fucked up. Don't do it. Like Mm -hmm. that shit ain't right. We didn't fuck with that. So like, how like I mean, obviously, like social media has played a big. Um, thing into rap, obviously, but but how do you think social media has like changed, um, or like yeah, no, changed rap music of itself. Rap music itself. That's a fucking interesting question. That was fucking a curveball. Like, huh? right? No, I'm sorry. I, it's changing in a lot of ways because like, bef- it makes it a lot easier. Like one of the good sides, it makes it a lot easier for like new talents to be fun. True. Like. You can, like, you can do it yourself a lot easier nowadays, like, just by building an audience and, like, releasing music and, like, mm-hmm. getting that momentum behind you. 
or like you can like have like one song and like some like someone that actually has power or has like the influence might like put that song on and then it's like is a jam like for instance like um old town road for instance um because like that's just like no, I'm sorry. That's, that was definitely. I showed him a note. I fucked him up. Yeah, he really just like fucked up my dream. So like, um, but like Old Town Road, like that's the song that just popped up. And now this kid has a child of a career. But like, he wouldn't have gotten that shot without like social media. Right. But also affects things in other ways that like things that are said. Like someone might be joking, like say a tweet. But mm-hmm. like, the person that's aimed that might hear that now there's like problems. Right. Like, for instance, Meek and Drake. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. God damn it, Andrew. <laughs> Turn your phone on silent. I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. Nah, I think, um, and I find that funny because, like, that you all thought about Lil Nas X, too, but I think uh, social media has also... I wouldn't. I don't want to say distort because I also use distort a lot, but, like, it has made the message of rap lot less con- like not as together as it should be you know what i'm saying because i mean in the sense of like even with streaming platforms like you can just go and listen to the one song that you want to listen to instead of like having to buy a whole cd mm-hmm. um so like that obviously that's not even social media that's just us being in the digital age um but i think that like all of that negative influences it because we do see what we want to see or at least what we want to believe and things of that nature um, and not accept the actual truth or reality of whatever is happening. And I think social media distorts that because people can just blow up one thing and put down another thing. It's like the same thing with like cancel culture, you know? Like, oh, cancel culture is so toxic. I hate that. Right. Like, like, <laughs> like okay. bringing up something for like someone said on Twitter from years ago, just like try to ruin their career. Like what to do with like James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Like he got kicked off of like the project for them he's back on now mm-hmm. but like just because of some edgy tweets he said that we've all had these like bad tweets where we're trying to like be cool or have some dark sense of humor and just not going over well because everybody's just like pc and like fucking <laughs> snowflakes really like <laughs> lot, also one of the problems with social media is lots of people can't take jokes like you take everything too hard and too seriously mm-hmm. and i just have a problem with that like calm your fucking tits yeah not then i get that and i think this is um i think there's a difference because people I like I can still find the humor in something but I don't think it's funny, you know? Yeah. So I think it's also establishing like where respect and ignorance and humor all comes together and meet once. Because that's pretty much what a joke is. It's, yeah. it's being ignorant and not giving a fuck all at the same time. Yeah. Which is like okay. And but like because like that's what com- comedians do. Like they push fucking boundaries. But at the same time, um I like that little like hand gesture you did there. I'm, I'm a very, very. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think that's um just something that I don't know. This is digital age distorted it. We have terrible music now. <laughs> I wouldn't say terrible, but like I I, I disagree with like some of your points, like like hip hop being as one. I don't think it needs to be as one. I feel like there's hip hop as a whole and then that just gets sec- sectioned off into like little like niches and clicks. Mm-hmm. But like I and I think that's my that's and that's what I'm trying to address is that like for hip hop to be 
considered a black art, in a sense. It needs to be more revolutionary. It needs to be more united because it's an express for an expression of art for black people um, in our society. And, I get that. And like, and that's why I'm saying that, like, because there's no. That's why we shouldn't have subsets. That's why things shouldn't be so distorted by like one thing we said or one song or things of that nature because yeah. that's what's putting us against each other but like at the end of the day hip-hop does need to come together because it is a leader of pop culture yeah it's the number one genre in right. america right now and that's what actually cultivates all our mindsets whether we, we wanted to or not like that's what is actually doing it yeah. um which is why i say like we need this unity within it because T.I. and Kodak Black going back and forth isn't going to teach us anything. I mean, unless it's entertaining. It's entertaining, and that's, and that's the thing. It's like Digital media always goes onto the negative things because it entertains us, but we don't need entertainment. We need progress, you know? Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Um, there was a verse, well, a little snippet of a verse that, from a song that was cut from Kendrick's damn album. Where he was like dissing. expected. Well, expect like we presume it was cut from just from because of the sound. It sounded very element. Yeah, um, but he was dissing Big Sean, and well, if you know anything, you know like Kendrick and Big Sean had the best relationship. Well, ever since like the control controversy, anyways. So it's just like more smoke to the fire. I didn't really think anything's gonna come from the this like. No, because it's like because it's an old snippet, so like somebody leaked it like what can i really do with it and like even if somebody did want to feel some type of way about it i'm pretty sure country's gonna look at him and be like i said what i said i said what I said. <laughs> like like he's probably not even gonna take it back but like um but yeah he like this big shot on like only being known for who he's dating i think believe that was referred to like when he was dating like gene and ayoko and at one point he was dating um i mean he's who, like who look at your dates ariana grande yeah. as well like he's known I'm not saying he's known for that, but in our sense, like, that's what... And obviously, he's still, like, doing music, but he's more relevant with his social status versus his, like, actual yeah. reputation for I music. I feel like it's mean because he hasn't dropped a project in a while, and his last project was a little bit underwhelming. I, I did, like, I Decided, but it was, like, mm -hmm. a bit underwhelming. It wasn't, like, top quality, I guess. I don't know. I feel that. Oh my god! This, <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, like, I really dropped the ball this week, cause like we 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 literally before we start recording, we're just like, okay, like, why are we gonna talk about? We just like made this like makeshift list of topics and shit. Oh, here we go, Tory Lanez. Oh no, we already did we talk? Oh, we didn't talk about Tory. Shit. No. <laughs> so Tory Lanez came onto like some Canada news TV show like last week or this past week and said one day I'll be the biggest artist in the world. Um. This is after him being a little recluse after uh, he ran up on Dax and then it was just like, oh, my mind hasn't been in the best place and then went into hiding. And then he comes back and said, I'm the biggest artist in the world again. Um, I think it was very funny because Tori has always been one of those consistent people to be like, I'm the best artist out here, yeah. but has also has nothing to really show for it. And like, obviously, yeah, he has like his music to show for it, but like in the sense of like 
being the biggest artist in the world, that doesn't that doesn't have to be something that you claim. That's something that is given to you, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think Tori's just trying to do more of speaking to existence, but is not like he's not executing any of it. I appreciate the mentality because, like, if you listen to like any rap song, like there, there will be bars about saying, "Yeah, I'm the best rapper alive," or like saying, "Like I'm the best doing this shit right now," mm-hmm. and like that's a constant like um, paradigm or like frame in hip hop to like frame yourself as, but like. And look, and I think Kendrick even said it before. Like, if you're not, it was like, if you're not trying to be the best, then why are you even doing it? Yeah, yeah. So Which you have is, to have the mentality when right. you enter the game. So it's very understandable, but I think Tory Lanez, like, he lost his credibility. I think that's what, is what I'm trying to get at. Because the one time where he did get tested, he failed. Like, the one time, like, he was, he went up, like, he was like, oh, I can take on anybody in Dreamville. I can take on. Oh, like, yeah, when he was Kendrick. just, like, wanting all the smoke from everybody in right. the game and just, like, dissing mad people just for the competition of it. Right, right. and then got dissed by a can- Canadian rapper knew- nobody knew about and then ran up on him. Like, you have no credibility because the one credibility you did have in the sense of, like, oh, I want all the smoke, you turned out to, like, be a bitch about it. Like, and, like, I think that's why you can't just go into hiding, come back and be like, oh, I'm still going to be the biggest artist because. I feel like he needs to humble himself a bit. Yeah, and that's what. Yeah, it's his arrogance. And like, and he doesn't have his arrogance. Yeah. It's just, it's the same. It's the same arrogance that I feel like uh, Russ has. Oh, definitely. Like it's the definitely. same thing because he's like, oh, I'm doing this all by myself, blah blah blah. Like, but like, you're not actually saying anything. It's good that I appreciate Russ because like he is like mixing engineering and like doing all that shit by himself. But like. When you're that big, you can hire people to do that shit for it to make a better product. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when you're that big, no one really gives a fuck if you're doing everything by yourself. That's something you can say, cool, whatever, but we've all heard that from you a million times. Mm-hmm. Just, like, get an actual engineer, get some producers behind you, and, like, up your fucking game. Because, like, if you hit me up on their solo one do still beats, that's, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, do will do still beats, that's... Kind of okay mix, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't mind it, but like compared to artists that have the huge teams behind, like Drake or Kendrick mm-hmm. or J Cole, just need the big three in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Like you, you need to fucking compare. Right. So like, shut the, fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. No, I think that that's so true, and I think um, like Russ, I feel like built his whole career off of just love songs. And I'm pretty sure it's off of the same person. It doesn't have to be, but it sounds like the same person. Like, I'm sorry, Russell, who hurt you? I mean, he probably has bitties. I, I, no, I mean, say. he be talking he's about his habibis and whatnot. Yeah. But, like, at the end of the day, it's from one person. Like, it's, it really is. And, like, you can have your message. And I think, like, Russ is in a place where, like, he... He does have the platform, and he did get there. And like, I'm not trying to discredit him. Like he, right? Like he did everything. I feel like you. he, like going back to what I said, I does he does need to step up because his last album, Where right. Was a Wolf, was disappointing. Mm-hmm. I wanted more from Rush. He's become I, stagnant. He's become stagnant. He needs to evolve his sound. He needs to do more. He needs to experiment more. And there's just like outside looking. I'm not sure what's going on in his life right now. But like, don't don't talk shit. Don't say you're the best if you really can't back it up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, new music? New music. New music. So, on, like, people who've released new music this week, Anderson Pack being one of them, releasing uh, another Ventura. album, Ventura, which um, I was talking to you earlier, and he said, like, while he was, like, recording, like, his last album, Ox- Oxnard, Oxnard, yeah. Oxnard with Dr. Dre, he recorded, like, 
three other albums, so, mm-hmm. like, this is another one of them. Yeah. I listened to, like, the first half of it, and it's, like, what you expect is pretty, like, psychedelic vibe. You, like, what you expect, what you would come to expect from Anderson Pack at this point. And it's, like, all around pretty, it's a pretty decent listen, I'd say. Yeah. I actually, the vibe I got from it was, like, I feel like Oxnard was, like, a big statement. Yeah. Know? And I feel like he came back with Rentero, and it was just, like... You know, it was just him on his casual stuff. Yeah, which it was is just like, like more which is nice, right? And so like, and but for him to also release it so close together, I think is like very nice because he's just, I think he's handling the game very nice. He made he's like saturating the market back. like what Brockhampton did. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Brockhampton, segue a. <laughs> Speaking of Brockhampton, their lead man Kevin Astrak released a little EP called Arizona Baby. Only three tracks, really sonically pleasant to listen. So I just love hearing from Kevin. Um, his last project, his last solo project, American, um, boyfriend, not, not American boyfriend, whatever, I forget myself, um, but, like, it's just a all-out decent little project, three songs, quick listen, Uzi uh, has new music, we listened to that at the same time, actually, yeah, um, the first song, um, Sandra Paradise or something like that, yeah, whole ass bop mm-hmm. it's it it slaps it slaps so hard like we were we, we were mm, yeah we were smoking because <laughs> so, you yelled at me last episode for like mentioning that before we recorded it so we had to re-record but like we were smoking i was just like oh yeah this is like hot as shit i was just like walling out but like uzi like has a new track he also like released another track i forget the name of it uh, can, can you pull it up oh, it's not even coming up right now Come on, hey, dead ass is not coming up right now. <laughs> Give me this fucking mice. You're <laughs> <laughs> just like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Um, O seven O Shake released Morrow. Um, it has a very ethnic background type of sound to it. Um, with the drums and I don't know, it just sounded oh. like some shit I would love. To that's do. a track. That's a rack. Oh, that's it was right. underwhelming. I'm gonna be honest. It was underwhelming. Uh, but yeah, it, sounded, saying, it's, yeah. it sounded like just generic Uzi music, but like. If, if that's what you're into, that's what you're it, into. I'm not going to shame no one for liking right? Uzi. I fuck with Uzi. Um, also, Skewboy Q dropped a new song, Chopsticks. With Travis Scott. With Travis Scott. I've said this multiple times, like, well, n- not on air or anything, but, like, around other people. But, like, every time Travis Scott gets on a track and he's a feature, he dominates the sound because everybody just wants to conform to his sound because he's just so recognizable and he's such a huge superstar right now. So, like, it's a Skewboy Q track. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, it's really a Travis Scott track. Right. Not to diss Q-Boy Q, I like Q-Boy Q, but like... Because versus Fire. Versus Trier. But like, Travis did kill that hook, and I think that is what's memorable. Yeah. Um, an artist I would like to um, showcase this week is Dominic Flake. Um, when I was like, yaring about the new Brockhampton, like not Brockhampton, but Kevin Ashrock project, they were posting a bunch of videos on their YouTube channel, and they had this video saying, this is Dominic Flake, and... It was just like a video of them like hanging out and he was like doing backflips and stuff and then music started playing and it was his song Three Days, which is really good. It sort of has this indie rock rap mm. mashup vibe. And yeah, just like discovered that artist. Like I've had that song on repeat all weekend. It's really good. Yeah. Word. I think that's all we have for you guys. Peace. Peace. See you next week. You're going to die alone. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs>